Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Betbrite. It's Friday morning, we've had a couple of days to get over it now. England still, unfortunately, out of the World Cup. Um, we're going to hear on this podcast from John Cross, our chief football writer here at the Daily Mirror, who has been out there in Russia. He was there at the Luzhniki Stadium as England went out of the World Cup. We caught up with John yesterday to get his thoughts on the game and also the third place playoff game. Here is what John had to say. John Cross, really appreciate you joining us on the Mirror Football Podcast as ever. England, unfortunately, the World Cup dream is over. You were there last night in the Luzhniki Stadium in Moscow. Can you just sum up some of the emotions that you felt uh, through the night? Well, I have to, you always kind of, as a, as a working journalist, you always kind of uh, uh, sort of really dominated by actually sort of the demands of, of the job first and foremost. And I have to say, seven o'clock kickoff means that you've actually normally got a little bit of time. Like but obviously, when it goes to extra time and then potentially penalties, um, you're sort of up against it. So you kind of got to figure that fact in. And I must say, the, the England games is one day, sort of really, particularly in tournaments, where you really sort of let your, let your emotions take over. And I was so desperate, so completely biased towards England wanting to do well at this tournament. Um, it has been a really fun ride. The kind of, you know, we went through the roller coaster ride, really, of that early hope we tripped his goal. I have to say, I thought I feared the worst by half time when I thought England played really, really well, not taking the chances. I always felt blimey. They could win and go through here, or the chances would come back to haunt them. And I just began to grow a little bit more anxious as the second half wore on, simply because I just, I just could almost sense what was happening. You know, I thought that Croatia came good in the second half, managed the game a bit better than England. And it was just a, you know, sort of a disappointing sort of roller coaster ride really. By the end of the game I was absolutely gutted. You know, I just can't describe how disappointed I was really. And so, you know, it just feels an over overwhelming sense, I think, for me, of what might have been. Um, simply because I just think it was all there. And I don't think that Croatia I think Croatia are a good side, but I don't think that they were by any means near their best. Um, I thought they played really well, managed the game better than England in the second half. But I think bearing in mind that was you know, they were going into the game on the back of two lots of extra time, uh, so 120 minutes. I don't think they were particularly sharp or fresh in the first half. And I think we all saw what a good team they were against Argentina. I don't think they hit that level. So I do think it was a game that was there for England to win. And I think that, that sort of disappointment and that letdown comes into your thoughts as well so it's a wasted opportunity I think as good as this tournament has been you know I finished up the night so bitterly disappointed yeah um, just how hard is it obviously like you're in the stadium clearly supporting England clearly so passionate obviously you have to report and write a, a report say on the whistle and you know you have strict deadlines how hard is it is it when you're so emotionally invested in watching a performance just to keep your head and obviously also write some copy as well I mean that must have uh, that mustn't have been the most ideal of circumstances. No, it wasn't really. It's it's very difficult. Listen, let's try and be a little bit dispassionate and sort of try and keep sort of impartiality a little bit. It's not as if we're I mean some of the Croatian journalists actually literally wear Croatian shirts and they take great pride in doing so and go into the mix zone rooms where sort of you know, reporters and journalists sort of always speak to players and um, managers afterwards. 
and there they are wearing their Croatian shirts. So we're left in no doubt about where their allegiances lie. But it's, um, you know, it is difficult, I think, to put your notions to one side. Because um, I think we do want the team to do well. I mean, sometimes you feel it and it's coming on and it's so um, predictable. I mean, against Iceland, just for example, like, you know, a couple of years ago, it was, it was almost felt inevitable, that crushing sense of disappointment. But this time, it felt a bit different, you know, and it felt as if England had this wonderful chance. No one was expecting it. It was beyond our wildest dreams. And I think it's, it's difficult to kind of sometimes sort of cope with the range of emotions as, as, as you like. You know, you've got to keep them in check and you've got to make sure that I also think that you're fair and balanced because I think the temptation perhaps could be easy to be a little bit too critical because your sense of disappointment is overwhelming. So you've got to keep it in context. And I think overall, you've got to keep it in balance simply because I do think you've got to look at this tournament as something that's really, you know, been unexpected and a real pleasure and a bit of a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do England build on this tournament then? Because obviously the the optimism of everybody in the country has been at an all time high. I mean, I know in my own personal lifetime, it's you know as 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 good as I can remember. You know, obviously people getting behind the national team. But what do England have to do now, in your opinion, to kind of keep everybody together and keep everybody so passionate about international football? Because England haven't had that with international football for obviously many years now. Well, I think that that's the biggest thing, keep that feel-good factor. So when you're at Wembley, you don't get the paper aeroplanes flying about. You don't get the kind of the you know, rumbles of discontent in away games that we've had in this qualifying campaign. They're kind of, you know, players feel as if they want to play for England, they're not intimidated, they, they, they can play free without actually worrying, um, which would be, you know, which would be very welcome, I think, really, to be honest, because, you know, I think that's the biggest single thing that will change the mood of a nation which is really, really great. Um, and that, that's, you know, that's a real positive. So um, I, I also think, you know, Gareth Southgate has been very, very proud about sort of bloody young players. So I think that's important that he keeps on building on that. So I, you know, I've done a piece for, for the paper um, for Friday morning just to sort of say, look, you know, who we might bring into the fold next. And that might be sort of a setting on or, or kind of that sort of thing. Um, it, you know, there's lots of players who I, I think he likes, like sort of Mason Mount, Daniel Chalabar. Um, and then that's, um, then that's really good um, uh, sort of way of building it forward and sort of keeping that young sort of flow of young players um, sort of moving forward. Because I think the young players really excited, sort of really excite the fans and they want to see players sort of come through and, and progress and progress through. So I do think that's the build-up. That's the build-up of um, you, you know of kind of, uh, of of how to keep that positive momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is that one of the things that has impressed you most, most about Gareth Southgate? I think we knew because of his contacts with the say the under twenty ones and you know build up with youth that obviously he was going to look to youth, but it was it has very much been a new look England team. He made big decisions early on, obviously axing Joe Hart. Um, obviously he left Wilshire out of the the England squad. Is it having faith in young players one of Southgate's real great qualities? Yeah, I think it's 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 it gives them a positive energy and a positive vibe. It gives them a belief that they can really go and do it. 
Um, and, and I do think that they can sort of build on that and really sort of take that positive vibe. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that sort of, you know, a lot of Spurs players in the England squad. And so, um, uh, you know, sort of, uh, Pochettino has, has, has sort of really championed the progression of young players. And a lot of those players, obviously, in the Spurs setup, uh, suddenly come through into the England setup. So I think it's all about giving the players confidence, the young players, the confidence and the belief that if they're good enough, then they'll get the chance. So I think that that's a sort of a really important thing. But let's be honest, I think there's a real buzz about kind of, you know, if you're a fan, there's a buzz about a young player coming through. You want to see something different, you want to see something exciting. And I think with Southgate, the, the point is that he's prepared to do that. It would have been so easy to take, you know, sort of tried and trusted and, and actually he did something different. I mean, there's a, good, a couple of great examples with Cheek. No one, I don't think, would have you know, seen that one coming. I think it was a really brave and bold choice. He could have easily taken, I know he hasn't played, but he could have easily taken sort of Joe Hart as sort of a, as a reminder of the old old regime. But actually he went for Nick Pope, something completely different. And, um, and I think that that's, you know, something that's really, you know, sort of typifies sort of Southgate's approach um, to building a squad that he's prepared to do some different things try some younger players and I think that keeps it fresh and exciting Yeah, no, I say it'd be very very good to see um, now England are going obviously into the third place playoff game against Belgium it'll be weird because it's almost like the second game against Belgium this tournament where there's not really been anything on the line which is uh, quite an interesting uh, dynamic but I mean from your perspective is this a game that you think England should be going out to to try and win or is it all about rotating the squad and making sure that everybody has the right opportunities? Well, it is, but I must say, I, I've always felt that this game I don't, I don't particularly like, um, really. Um, I don't really like the game. I think it's a bit of a waste, really. And I think the players would, would really prefer, you know, just to sort of have a bit of a rest, a bit of a break. You know, no one really wants to stay on and play this game. I think that the only way you can maybe make it interesting is if you try some some different things. And I think Gareth Southgate will do that. And I think it will be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, you've got the, maybe the battle between Kane and Lukaku, you know, for the golden boot. Kane's obviously desperate, desperate for their, you know, for that to sort of, um, you know, sort of win the golden boot and sort of progress through that. Maybe it's a chance for Danny Welbeck um, to uh, sort of start a game. And things like that really make sort of change things up with Jack Butland and the goalkeeper. Yeah, I say so. Plenty of changes uh, on the on the horizon anyway. Uh, Crossy, uh, we'll let you get off. Um, really appreciate uh, you coming on and obviously talking about the England game. And uh, listen, I, I think you'll you, I think you're at the World Cup final on Sunday, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. So I, I actually tipped France before the start of the tournament, and I keep on sort of saying it, and I think. Uh, Mbappe to be the star player of the tournament. I don't know whether it's sort of Mbappe yet. I don't know whether that's sort of kind of he he's the main man yet. He's certainly done some great things, but maybe this is his chance to shine and be on prove doubt really that he's the he's the sort of star attraction. But I do think France will win that game and I think uh, France by far and away got the best squad and I think uh, you know, it's a brilliant opportunity for him. No, absolutely. As I say, it's been fun watching France. Anyway, they, they kind of the way they've developed through the tournament. Because obviously, they've uh, I think they struggled at first, but then they've grown as as every, everything's gone on and uh, got better. And now, obviously, it looks like it uh, could very well uh, eclipse with uh, a World Cup title. Uh, Crossy, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you as ever, and uh, enjoy the World Cup final on Sunday. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon. 
looking forward to it. Thank you. John Cross there joining us on the Mirror Football Podcast. Uh, always good to hear from Crossy. We had obviously had hoped that this was going to be a bit more of a cheery conversation about England making the World Cup final, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. We mentioned obviously there England playing in the third place playoff against Belgium. Uh, the current match odds with Bet Bright, uh, Belgium 11 to 10. England 11 to 5 with the draw at 13 to 5 if you're betting in 90 minutes. Both teams to score, uh, Belgium and England both to find the net at 1 to 2 and uh, only one team to score at 7 to 5. Um always an interesting fixture. There's always goals. Uh, both teams obviously seem to make loads of big changes with that one anyway. Um, current match result odds for the World Cup final on Sunday with Bet Bright. France are 10 to 11, so they're odds on to go on and lift the trophy, and Croatia at 15 to 4. Uh, we will be back tomorrow looking ahead in a little bit more detail at England's uh, last game of this competition as they take on Belgium for the right to be uh, the third place team and also with a bit of build up to the final itself uh, but until tomorrow uh, this is the Mirror Football Podcast in association with Bright, and we'll see you then <laughs>